Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA plus Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things. But can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend, and welcome to this edition of Coffee with Keith. So glad that you could join me. Hope you're doing well. Hope life is treating you good. And and uh, I really do appreciate you spending your valuable time to listen to this podcast. On Wednesdays, you remember that we most often do table talks where I try to bring in really good guests to have a chat and discussion. And then on Fridays, just remember that that is a Bible talk. And so that's when yours truly goes to the Word of God the Bible itself, and try to just share a thought or two from um, the scriptures for that week. And for this week, we're going to look at Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, and then verses 16 through 20. So I'm going to read it to you as I can this morning from the, let's see, which, which version am I using today? Uh, the English Standard Version. That's the one I'm using today. All right. Verse 10 of Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, 
no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Wherever house, whatever house, you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust on your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. And then verses 16 through 20. The one who hears you hears me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. May God bless the reading of his precious word. What an interesting text and what an interesting word from Jesus. And as I read this text, I mean, you know, there's certainly a lot of things that we could discuss and we could go into all the nuances of the text, which, you know, certainly I would love to do if I had all the time in the world. But on this podcast, I do not. I just need to kind of get to the point of what I see in this text and how I can communicate it to us so that we can grab hold of it and hopefully apply it to our lives. So that's what I'm going to try to do today. And if you have listened to any of my podcast, any of my teaching, any of my sermons, anywhere over the last 30 plus years, then you probably heard that Keith is the king of acrostics. So hang on, folks. Guess what? Another one's coming today. And the word I'm going to use as my kickoff for this lesson today is the word peace. Peace. What a beautiful word, right? What a word that just brings us a calmness of spirit when we hear it. A word in itself that has so much power that undergirds it. Peace. If you go to any sacramental church or even low church, you know, there's often a time of fellowship within the worship service. And in the liturgical churches, they would call that the passing of the peace. And it's based on Jesus himself. For you remember, after his resurrection, when Jesus appeared to the disciples in the upper room, for instance, what did he say? Peace. Peace I bring you. Jesus brought peace. Jesus himself brought peace. Jesus' message brought peace. Jesus' hope brought peace. Jesus' love brought peace, and the hope that is found in Jesus brings peace. Now, peace is something that our world is not really experiencing all over right now, is it? For instance, right now, we know that Russia is still attacking Ukraine. 
We also know that Russia is threatening other European nations. We also know that China is threatening Taiwan. We know that, that uh, North Korea is always a threat to freedom and democracy. We know that the United States and other European countries are preparing for the worst, even as we speak. There's a buildup of arms, a preparation, if you will, for what could be. Our world is always experiencing the possibility of a lack of peace. But let's bring it on further home. Look at our nation. We are a nation that is divided in so many ways. So many issues cut us like a knife. So much hatred is evident, not only in the world itself, but dare I say, even in the church. Brother against brother. Family against family. Even members of the same family against one another. Yes, we need peace. So I'm going to use that word peace to just share with you a few thoughts that I got as I read and I studied and I prayed over this text, okay? So I wrote the word peace vertically on a page like I always do when I'm dealing with acrostics. And then I just want to give you what thoughts I have in relation to those letters that I had as I studied, okay? So the first is obviously P. Participate in the mission. You'll notice that Jesus sent out 70. Two by two, he sent them to these villages and these places, places that he wanted and intended to go. He said the laborers, the, 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 the work is much, but the laborers are few. There's always more to be done. And I think that Jesus is always calling us to be those laborers. Now, I'm not saying that means that you need to sell everything, pack a knapsack, and go on a foreign mission trip. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I do believe that we are to be the hands and feet of the living Lord. So in that respect, we need to be participants in the greater mission that Jesus had. But we have to understand what that mission was and how that mission is to be applied. And in my humble opinion, I think it today in our churches, universal, it is often misused and misguided. Which brings me to the E of the word peace. Engage people the right way. When you are on this mission, Jesus said to these laborers, these ones he sent out, go, and he said, tell them and wish upon them peace. What undergirds peace? Love, care, compassion. That is a message that Jesus wants us to carry. That's a message that we can get behind. That's a message that people need to hear. That's a message that people will respond to. Peace, love, compassion, care. Engage people in love. And I don't know about you, dear friend, 
But I often see representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ, people of his universal church, people who call themselves Christians, people who call themselves followers of Jesus, do everything but love. What they do oftentimes is preach in a way that offends, belittles, and turns people away from the promises that Jesus has to offer. So I think that it's important for us to spend just a little time to reflect upon our own hearts, our own minds, our own words, our actions, our testimony and representation of Jesus. Are we guilty of the same thing? Or are we people who engage other people in the love of Christ? P, again, participate in the mission. E, engage people in love. The A, acknowledge the power of Christ. Did you see what happened when these disciples came back to Jesus? They said, Jesus, check it out, man. We, we, we go do these things and we just speak your name and even the demons fall prey. Everything just bows down at the very name of yours. Now, Jesus acknowledges that. Jesus knows that everything is subject to him. And we need to understand that when we operate correctly in the name and in the fashion and in the mission of Jesus, we can acknowledge that there is the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit behind that. We're not doing it ourselves. We're not doing it just ourselves, I should say. Yes, there's a part of us in it. Yes, God uses our gifts. But the bottom line is, if we are doing the mission of Christ and we are doing it properly, then there is the acknowledgement that we are not in this alone, that Jesus Christ is there, his love, his grace, his support, and the power of the Holy Spirit enables us to do the true work of God. And that is to bring peace and hope, and love, and promise. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey friend, Keith again. Just dropping in really quickly to remind you that I am available for individual coaching. You know, for the last 35 plus years, I have had the joy of working with so many people over so many issues. So if you could use some coaching, check it out. Listen, I've got the time, I've got the experience, I've got the desire, and I've got the heart. All I need is you. The link's in the show notes. I hope you'll check it out today. Now, back to the episode. All right, so that's the A. What about the C, Keith? What about the C? Okay, gotcha. Get in there. Here we go. Ready? Connect with like-hearted Christians. Jesus told them when they went into the villages and they went and they said, peace be with you. And they brought the love and the presence of Jesus Christ and his message to these people in their homes. If they opened their homes and they greeted you with peace, then make your stay. 
eat of their food, take their blessings. There's a commonality of connection. There is this love connection, this peace connection, this power of Jesus connection. If you experience that, then join together in that fellowship. Connect with those types of people. There is power. There is fellowship. There is wonderful connection when we put our arms locked with other wonderful, loving, caring children of God. But notice that I said like-minded. Well, no, actually I said like-hearted. Because not everybody who claims to be Christian lives and operates in this type of heart condition. This heart of love, this heart of compassion, this heart of longing to help other people and point them to the one that we love and follow, which is Jesus. But when we connect with those types of people, oh, the blessings that come. Let me tell you a personal example, if I can. Um, Some of you, if you follow me on other social media or you're part of my um, email family, um, you may have heard that I went through what is called an incarnation this past Sunday. What is that? Well, I am an Anglican priest, uh, an apostolic priest in the Anglican tradition. Way back when, when I received this ordination, um, you know, I'm not actively pastoring now or anything like that, but I still have their credentials. But way back when, when I was in this, I was part of a group that honestly, I, I, I eventually realized that was not a good connection for me. It wasn't a good fellowship for me because there was deep, dis, you know, there was, a, there was things that I just didn't see eye to eye with this denomination, Okay. Um, and the problem was not that I saw differences or we had differences of opinion. It was because if I didn't agree and submit to all their opinions, then I couldn't be part of their group. So I guess I chose to depart the group. So I was sort of a solo guy for a long time. And, you know, I didn't really worry about that. But I did just recently become incarnated into another communion. It's a fellowship. And the reason I did that is because this group ought honestly offered me two things. And I shared this with the primate, the the head of the the communion, the one that handles uh, the working of the communion. I said, the the thing that attracted me to join you guys was freedom and fellowship. It was the freedom to think and believe as I do and the fellowship of joining people who love Jesus and could love each other. And here's the ironic point that I want to make. This person, this this gentleman who had had a a vast um, input in my being welcomed into this communion, by the way, he and I disagree about some issues. And one of them is LGBTQIA. I will tell you that as a whole, this communion is affirming. They are open to people of the LGBTQIA plus community. Otherwise, I wouldn't be part of it. But this person themselves is not. They choose not to do same-sex marriage and they, you know, and they, so they have what many people have called a more evangelical traditional faith. And you know what? He and I still sat at the table and ate together. He and I still hugged. He and I still loved each other in Christ. 
even though we disagreed about this theological point. Why do I say all that? Because I I think that there is this idea that in the church today, everybody's got to think, act, and be, and look, and do just like everybody else. And I'm sorry, that's not how the real world works. We will have difference of opinion. Now, do I wish that every Christian was affirming of the LGBTQIA plus community? Absolutely. We would have a lot less trauma. We would have a lot less hurt. We would have a lot less issues. People would suffer less trying to be Christian and gay. But am I a realist? Yes, I realize that some people honestly will never get there. I also know that people will often have differences of opinion. But here's the key for me. Can we differ in opinion and still love each other, still be kind to each other, still want to participate with each other? Well, maybe I'm being naive here, but I think the answer is yes. I do. As long as we can love one another, give each other some freedom, and not harm the other because they differ a little bit from us in thinking. Because the bottom line is what unites us is the love of Jesus and Jesus' love living through us and reaching out. And if we can do that, I think we can connect in Christian family. All right, let me get off of that soapbox and move on to the last E. The last E of peace, enjoy the blessings. You know what? When we are in love with Jesus, when we are pursuing a life that isn't perfect. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, folks, I am an imperfect man. I make mistakes. I have things about me that are not you know, always godly. I, I, I am not the poster child for the perfect Christian. I am not. I call myself the misfit Christian because I know I am not perfect. I know that I am a failed human in a lot of respects. Okay? I get that. But what I know is the more that I love Jesus, the more that I try to love others in his name, the more blessings that I see, not only for others, but for myself. Yeah. When I love somebody in Jesus' name, when I care for them, when I minister to them, when I love them, when I hug them, when I support them, I am being blessed too. Why? Because it's blessed by God. And in that, we're going to see great results. So, how's your life? Are you experiencing peace? Well, let's turn it around today. Let's ask ourselves this real question. Or let me say it this way. Maybe we need to remind ourselves this, okay? Here it goes. If I am not receiving and experiencing peace in my life right now, could it be that I'm not giving peace to others? Ouch. Huh. Boy, doesn't that hit us right between the eyes. 
If I'm not experiencing peace in my life right now, then maybe I need to ask myself, how much peace am I giving out? I don't know about you, but I need to go think about that a little bit. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, God's word has a way of speaking to us, I think. And, you know, I hope that you have enjoyed this this time together as much as I have. I love sharing with you, and I love just talking about the words that are, have been penned for us and words that we can use to help us in our lives. Even when we disagree, they are there to, to bless us in so many ways. So, well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening to Coffee with Keith. And as I always say when I end these podcasts, please work hard, heal those hurts, move those mountains with God's help, by the way, and may he truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. Until next time.